Hello, this is Father Randy Sly with another installment of Day by Day, where each day we take a look at a reading from Holy Scripture found in the Daily Mass. And today is Saturday of the first week of Lent. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, today we are in the Sermon on the Mount again, and we're uh, in another section uh, from where we were uh, yesterday. And today... We're in the, uh, another teaching, however, where Jesus is saying, you've heard that it was said, but I say to you. And yesterday it was, uh, you heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill. <clears throat> Here today, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now, one of the things we have to be sure to understand, he's saying, this is what you've heard in the past. Now, love your neighbor is a command of the Old Testament. In Leviticus 16, 19, that Jesus himself quotes, love your neighbor as yourself. The scriptures, the Old Testament, in no place says, hate your enemy. But this is assumed by the cultures of the time, that that's how you lived your life, is that your enemies were to be hated. And uh, even uh, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, that whole uh, law of limited retaliation, the law lex talionis, um, is really based still on the fact that I hate my enemy, and but I'm going to limited, limit my retaliation to doing exactly to them what they did to me, as opposed to they did something small, I'm going to escalate it. So even in the law of limited retaliation, we have the assumption that our enemy is someone that we will not love. But here, Jesus is saying, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now, this is a radical, radical shift for the people. To love your neighbor is not a problem. And in fact, Jesus makes that very clear. You know, even the tax collectors do this. Even uh, the pagans do this. To love somebody that's lovable is not a problem. But he, you have to basically have that same quality, that same character that God has, and to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And in fact, he says, you know, even God uh, gives uh, sun and rain <clears throat> to even those that are enemies of his. And one of the things that we have to see is what what do we mean here 
by love your enemies. And I can tell you that the word here does not mean that I'm to have this ooey-gooey, lovey-dovey, squishy good feeling inside about them. That's not what the love that, that Jesus is talking about here. That's not what it is. <clears throat> this love is basically purposing the good toward another. It's the word for charity in the Greek agape. And it's purposing the good. It's not based on the actions of the other, but rather on the intentions of the heart of the one who loves. And that's why in loving our neighbor, we are like God in that way. So he says, I say to you, love your enemies. In other words, have in your heart that you want to purpose good for them, that those who persecute you, you'll pray for them, that good would come about, and that good could involve reconciliation with the God that they may hate. So this is really a powerful, powerful teaching today. And one of the things that he says at the end of this, so be perfect just as your heavenly Father is perfect. And in saying this, he's really talking about the fact that this kind of love, a qualitative love that shows no boundaries for enemies or friends, neighbors, uh, those who are pagan, whatever it happens to be, that, that universal idea of loving them is something that belongs to God and something that we we need to have within ourselves. But when he says, so be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, he's not talking about uh, flawless. The word here in the original language is the word that means to work according to the original design. And so uh, the, the illustration that I always use for this is my car. My car has 118,000 miles. It has a lot of paint that's kind of come off the, the front bumper just from wear and tear. The tires are somewhat worn. Uh, the, uh, it's, it needs a wash for sure. Uh, and there's even on the inside, it needs to be cleaned out and uh, maybe, again, vacuumed. It's you know just come through a rugged winter. But it gets me from point A to point B, which is what it was designed to do. The car is designed for transportation to get you there faster than walking. So according to this scripture, I have a perfect car. And so what Jesus is saying to us is, I want you to develop a life that is in accordance with how God intended for your life to be lived. God always intended us as creatures of love, creatures that will love others in uh, our lives, that there were no boundaries between enemies and friends, that our love, our desire to purpose the good for everyone is present in our lives because that is how we were created according to our original design. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> Today, I got a little homework for you. I think that based on this scripture, it would be good for us to just think about uh, how, we th- uh, how we consider, how we think 
about other people that aren't like us. Uh, maybe they have different political views. Maybe they even have a different view of their faith than we do. And those differentiations can be there. And even if we believe that we're right and they're wrong, that does not restrict the necessity to love those persons. It may be that love that will disarm and bring them to a new point of understanding of other things. The same can be true for us, that we, as we love and purpose the good for another, may find qualities and things about that other person that we did not know. Or they may show us something that will help us to see. We may even get an aha in our lives as well. But to just love people that are worth loving, that we have, that, in other words, to love people we like is easy. But to love people that perhaps we don't like, but to still purpose the good for them, that is truly a work of God in our lives. So may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.